Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. And action! No, I'm kidding. I can do this. I feel like you just gave me the clap, right? It felt weird. It felt weird, Jennifer. I'm sorry. Um, so Jennifer. Would you like to do a podcast? So, all right. Do you want to do a podcast? I feel like we start every episode singing. Do we? Most of them. We probably fucking should. From here on out, we're amazing angel voices. Yeah, because I was as I was coming over here, I was thinking like reunited and it feels so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we were, we were last a, time. It was weird, right? It, yeah, it, it was like weird. sounded okay though. Like you did a really good job knitting that shit together. Thank you, because that was fucking hard. Was it? Yeah, because there was a lot so of easy. weird room tones and and like my baby cousins thundering up and down the stairs. Yeah, dude, uh, I got some more knowledge from my aunt about the baby cousin. Uh, oh really? That we talked about last. An time. update. She apparently I didn't get it all. Oh shit! There was like a great deal more more shit. <laughs> so okay. like, hang okay. on, let me like grab this right quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to like include this in the show or if like yeah, we haven't sure. like actually started. Okay, so this is from my aunt. Um, and we talked about her baby mm-hmm. uh, on the last episode. And she said, she said, um, I really liked the show. You guys were very funny. Uh, <laughs> we did a great job. Oh, shit. She Thanks, Aunt Sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, that could be your thing. Hey, Aunt Sue. That's, hey, Aunt Sue. I can say sorry. Oh, you sounded so Southern. Hey, Aunt Sue. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, darling. That ain't no accent for you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I apologize to my friends and family. <laughs> and the entire Southern community. Yeah. Um, so, this is from Aunt Sue. Um, loved it. You should know that the kid didn't stop at just telling about his wife. He, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. So remind me what's going on. So my baby cousin used to remember his past life. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but wait, what was the past life? German man. My wife wasn't very pretty, but she was funny. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Um, he told me his name, uh-huh. how he died. He said in an all around ding dong with no sense of taste, who also lacks the ability to tell right from wrong, uh, that was there, but wasn't his sister, but rather his daughter. This is a little yeah, uh, stream of consciousness. Punctuation in my family is not always mandatory. Um, I am so confused. So it says, hang on. He told me his name, uh-huh. how he died. What was his name? Uh, she says later on. Hang on, I'll read it to a second. Okay. He said an all-around ding-dong with no sense of taste, who also lacks the ability to tell right from wrong, was there. But it wasn't his sister, but rather his daughter. So there was somebody else. His so daughter was a ding-dong? I guess he was not happy with his child. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, she got shot in the woods and... No, I'm sorry. He got shot in the woods and they laid him out on the kitchen table. Oh, shit. And then the wife stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and I said, holy shit. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Good job, That Jen. is very specific for a child yeah, to say. Yeah, um, it was very weird. His name was Todd Fritz. Did you look him up? I have not. Uh, she tried to research it, but it was weird. Mm. Um, he would talk about it openly before, and now he denies it and says it never happened. And also, he gets real angry if we talk to him about it. Oh. I know. Wait, how old is he now? Uh, is he like just like bored teenager I'll old? Say he's almost seven. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like a person. He's really funny, actually. He's got a really good sense of humor. Um, so I spent some time with them over Christmas. Uh, and so they had... 
I, I really desperately wanted to ask him about it, but Maggie had said, my sister, mm-hmm. uh, who's there all the time, is like, no, he gets grumpy about it now. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going to make anybody grumpy right before Christmas. Yeah. So just some extra details there. Wow. I know. So we're back. We're back in the studio, you and me. Yeah. Reunited and feels so good. We did that one already. I know, but I feel like we're going to have sex now. Okay. What? That's like about it's finding your It's a sex song. Pit. No, it's not. <laughs> it is 1,000% a sex song. <laughs> if you are going to sing me a sex song, Jen, I'm going to make assumptions. Sorry, Jen's mom. Um, mm. No, it's fine. I'm married. Yeah. Uh, so we are, we're back in the studio together. We are recording properly out in the barn. Yeah. Uh, we got another fucking bummer of an episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would just like to point out the irony of like, okay, so we were like brainstorming. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I, I thought I looked at the calendar cause sometimes I do that cause it's, you know, fun to be timely. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, uh, D day's coming up. The right anniversary of D day. And so what are we doing? Uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> December, you know. December 7th. Fuck your timelines, bitch. 1941. Well, the thing is, that's that's kind of on me, because, like, I'm obsessed with Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Uh, and and with um, World War II. I mean, who isn't obsessed with World War II, though? Like, it's, like, one of my favorite genres of movies. Everybody has a cultural hard-on for World War II. Like, it's yeah. the style, it's the world events, it's the different perspectives. It's, yeah. Our whole globe. The has greatest a generation. Hard-on. The greatest out. Not so great. <laughs> I would like to take that up with Tom Brokaw. Yeah. I would like to talk about who is, in fact, the greatest generation. Because uh, so far, I'm not impressed with anybody. Yeah. Tom I'm fucking Brokaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, so here's my thing. As you know, Jennifer, <laughs> I get real moody about millennial bashing. Oh, same. Sa- I okay. will go... Off. I have. I went off on a radio DJ recently, oh, and he was right. mad about it for weeks. Yeah, and I um, creamed on him, and I almost got involved, but yeah, I did it. That would have been amazing, actually. I really wish you would get involved in more of my Facebook fights, because I feel like you would just be laying to waste the losers. Oh, oh. I sounded like Donald Trump. I have to remove the, the losers. losers from my... I know, we can't say that anymore. I'm all my good words. <laughs> anyway. Um, the best words, you might say. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't, you, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Oh shit, we're getting a little loud. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm gonna turn it down. That was a Talladega Nights reference you just got, and Hang I feel like second. you didn't appreciate it. One second. Okay. Okay. I'll How's try. that? Are we better? Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Did you fix us, Jennifer? Hopefully. No peeking here. Um, where was I before Talladega Nights? I don't know, just being salty on the internet? Yeah. Why? Oh, right. Millennials. I get real moody about the greatest generation because they're fucking racists and assholes. Mm, As we will discuss at length. (laughs) I'm sure that's going to come up a lot today. Both today and also, spoiler alert, we're going to do... Because we were... Okay, I was like, let's just do World War II. And then, well, at first I wanted to do, like, D-Day. And right. then I couldn't really find any good, like, specific ghost stories about D-Day. I mean, like, D-Day itself is such a horrific event that, like, you really don't need to expound upon it. I know. Like, there's no, there's nothing in the afterlife that could be as bad as Normandy Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch the first 15 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. And then just turn it off, because that's and really the best part. And one of my favorite movie. joke pornos, Saving Ryan's Privates. No, this is so on brand, to be honest. <laughs> I loved, I used to have a huge, before I had Dan, I had a huge collection of jork pornography, jork pornography. <laughs> before I met Dan, I had no, a I'm huge, keeping that in. <laughs> fuck you, 
<laughs> I did, though. I had a huge collection of joke porn. Yeah. Um, like, uh, uh, we've Gidget discussed the this. Gidget the Midget Does Hawaii, have yes, we? You and me or us on the podcast? Uh, well, at least between the two of us, I think so. Well, now we're telling the people. <laughs> Gidget the Midget does Hawaii. Oh, no. Lord of the G-strings. Oh, no. <laughs> you appreciate nothing, Jennifer. <laughs> Our friendship is wasted upon uh, you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so... World War II is way too complicated to do in one episode, is our point. So, because you have such a giant hard-on for Pearl Harbor, we're going to talk about the Pacific Theater today. Yeah. And then we're going to save the European Theater for next time. Right So, so we will two-parter. It's a two-part. Yeah. I don't know why. That's and next time there's Nazis. Nazi! I do, man. Any story about a Nazi getting fucked up Damn, is especially it. poignant and oh, wonderful to me. Oh, we should spend... Me. Okay. We're, that's, save it for next time. Okay. All right. All right. Save reel it, it in. for next time. Fucking reel it in. So... Let's talk about Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Please do. Okay. First off... Tell me everything. What um, is it? What is it? Oh, okay. So we're starting from the absolute beginners. Great. Uh, history 94. Not even 101. <laughs> Well, Pearl Harbor is a place in Hawaii. Very good. Uh, and in Oahu. In Oahu. Oh, on, on Oahu. On Oahu. It's its own land. I'm so sorry. And I think Oahu is not the Big Island. The Big Island is, it's like halfway midway up. I really should have looked at a map before this, huh? Mm-hmm. Fuck Whatever. it. Uh, this will not be the first time Amer- Americans have been casually dismissive of Hawaii. <laughs> Just sort of like, yeah, it's ours. It's over Whatever. There. It's Fuck expensive it. to live there and it's beautiful. So you live in paradise that's all you get. Goodbye. There's like a really high cost to living in paradise, though. Oh, Not hell even yeah. like their, their homelessness is like way out of control. Oh jeez. And it's because everything's been driven up by all these tourism don- dollars. Donor. Uh. I almost said donuts. Sorry, I only had two protein shakes today, and then like a euro, and I'm still like kind of hungry. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. uh, so donuts are on the brain. Jesus, that's the fattest I'm gonna be all day. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so Hawaii, beautiful place. I would love to go there someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some real fucked up problems, not the least of which is that um, you recognize that it, it was a it was a totally different nation. We just sort of mm-hmm. casually took it over and said, surprise, you're a state now. Yeah. But for a long yeah, it time... it its own sovereign nation. You're just going to be... A ta- oh, do you know about Queen Lulu Kalani? Um, I read her Dear um, Royal Diaries book in my youth. That's like my that was my gateway drug to history. I don't think I'm familiar with that. <gasps> there was the Dear America series. Uh-huh. For which, commoners. Yes. Yeah. And then there was the Royal Diaries for all the royal Was there people. one about Marie Antoinette that was like a pale blue? Yep. Yep. I think my friend Mallory read there those. There's that. There was uh, Queen Elizabeth was well, it was Princess Elizabeth at the time. Queen Elizabeth the first or the second? The first, I'll Oh, be. badass. Shit, that was my favorite book. That's why I know so... There's even a ghost story in that one. You're such a secret Rennie. Why were you never a Rennie? I totally... You play D&D. You have a spooky podcast. You are a failed Rennie. I really... It's... I'm I'm too timid to be a full-out Rennie, I think. All Rennies are incredibly timid. Really? They just well, bander around people like me. That's true. Yeah. Like, I, w- I was mad a bunch at the Grand Valley Renaissance Fair for like six years. I went to a couple festivals, but... I wasn't cool enough to, like, have all the gear. Oh, I don't really even have all the gear. I dress like a commoner because I don't have money, and I definitely didn't have money in college. All my money went to drugs. That's true. Well. Well. And pizza. No, mostly drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're supposed to be fucking talking about Hawaii. Yes. Um, Hashtag tangent. Hashtag get it together. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so, uh, Hawaii was its own sovereign nation. We had an agreement uh, to put in a fleet on Pearl Harbor to kind of control and patrol the Pacific, mm-hmm. uh, starting in like the 1870s. Uh, so right around the time that we started, you know, like, casually taking over Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. got to get all that sweet, sweet pineapple money. Um, if you ever want to read a great uh, life story, read about Queen Lulu Kalani. If you want to be a badass pacifist, she is a really good place to start. Um, because she encouraged pacifist resistance from Native Hawaiians. Mm. Uh, far fewer were slaughtered by the Americans because that's what we're good at. And um, <laughs> she, during that time, yep. she was imprisoned in her own palace. And that's when she re- wrote Aloha Oi, which oh. is like Hawaii's most famous goodbye song. And it still remains. There, you, you know it, too. I like, know it, It's yeah. even in Lilo I, and Stitch. I like, didn't know she wrote it. She wrote it. Doesn't that make you want to fucking break your heart in half? Yeah. She's I love so, her. She was a oh, badass woman. So, um, <laughs> of course, we know... Way later. No. <laughs> we know the date of the bombing of Pearl Harbor uh, by the Japanese Imperial Army. Um, it was a date that will live in infamy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty good, right? Very good. Thank you. That's my FDR. <laughs> um, that was December 7th, 1940. December 7th, 1941. <laughs> oh, good. We both have a... Yeah. That's that's how we're such fucking history nerds. We have a pocket FDR impersonation just ready to roll out. I have that sound clip memorized. Of course. Oh, yeah, you would at your museum. No. But, well, okay. It's actually for a much weirder reason oh god i can't wait <laughs> we had how did this how did this factor into your bedroom we no no it's like a good job not everything uh, weird has to do with sex okay uh false <laughs> okay well we had this computer game growing up that was like all like puzzles and stuff and there was one that was sound clips that you had to like rearrange to make it like the right sound clip and one of them was that and another one was i am not a crook is this like just preparing you as a child for a life editing podcasts basically wow yeah can i tell you about my favorite computer game as a child yes and then we're getting the back on task okay you're gonna fucking lose your shit uh-huh. It was a time travel Titanic mystery. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yup. Yup. You raced around the Titanic trying to find little pieces of, like, developing your own photos in a dark room and, like, finding um, the Rubaiyat. And it was fucking badass. And you want to know how you got to Titanic in 1912? Time traveling? During the London Blitz. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It was so fucking badass. I can't remember. Like, it might have been called, like, Mystery Board the Titanic. I don't know. Oh my my parents got it for me to further my obsession with Titanic, a la Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was an amazing game. It was so fucking good. I wish I still had it. I read the Dear America book, Voyage on the Titanic. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. There's also a Pearl Harbor one, by the way. Really? Yeah. From whose perspective? Um, an American girl whose dad is a soldier, naval officer. Neat, neat, neat. All right. Well, speaking of naval officers, let's talk about the USS Arizona. Uh, the yeah. USS Arizona is um, one of the few war memorials in Hawaii, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a fucking bummer. The USS Arizona was struck December seventh uh, around eight a.m. during. <laughs> Jesus, the, well, I know, I right? We're just gonna cycle back. Um, so it was a Sunday morning. By the way, get it? Was it a Sunday? It was a Sunday oh. at like. Um, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened, the USS Arizona was part of Battleships Row, mm-hmm. uh, and it was one of the few 
uh, battleships that was devastated during the war. It was yeah. a total loss. Um, most of them, because the USS, the USS, <laughs> because the USA was founded by the Dutch. Uh, hey Hey. And the Dutch are known for their incredible thif- thriftiness that some might call cheapness, Jennifer. Yes, we are very known for that. <laughs> That's, uh, do you know how copper wire was invented? Probably by trying to save money. Two Dutchmen fighting over a penny. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband's Dutch, so it's okay for me to make those jokes. We're all Dutch here. This I'm is what's not. Well, I am very Dutch. And I have been reminded that if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the USS Arizona, uh, it was a total loss. The rest of the ships uh, could be towed in, and they were salvaged and scrapped or rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Arizona. Um, the didn't US, that one like tip over and trap? It did. It's sideways. It did not trap. You're thinking of the USS West Virginia. We'll touch on that in just a second. Okay. Um, the Arizona uh, was, it sunk in nine seconds. Shit. It was too devastating for anybody to have a chance to um, get trapped mm-hmm. because uh, one of the torpedoes. Is that what they're called if they're from the sky, or is that only in the water? Yeah, I think it was a torpedo. Okay. Hit the magazine. So oh. the, the room where all the guns and bullets were. Shit. Hit the magazine, exploded the entire thing. Which they like to put those like on the edges of ships, yeah, too. Yeah, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. But whatever. I can tell you all about the carrier Gerald Ford was on. I would love to hear it. Go for it. Okay. Well, long story short, after Pearl Harbor happened, they were a little short on aircraft carrier. Well, actually, no, because all the carriers were out. They were These were right. just battleships. Exactly. Never mind. They were a little short on battleships. They were short on battleships, but they also needed more carriers. So what they did, they started taking a few ships and converting them to carriers by like sh- like slicing off the top, putting a flat top on. But then that created, it was like top heavy, mm-hmm. and so they needed more ballast on either side. And so what did they do? They created two big like tanks on either side, filled it with fucking fuel. Nope. Dumb. Very dumb. dumb. Big fucking mistake right Very there. Very dumb. I, uh, why? would they, Well, I, I get why. Uh, they were like, you know what this needs? More guns. <laughs> because America. <laughs> um, but anyway, so did, did, I mean, Gerald Ford didn't He made die, it. So that's good. He almost died in a typhoon. Really? Yeah. Did not know that about D-year-old Jerry. All about it at the Gerald R. Ford Presidential Museum. Yes. Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, real talk, I've never been to that museum. Fuck off. I know, I'm so sorry. Well, have you ever been to the Tri-Cities Historical? Yes. Oh, well. To see you. (laughs) See? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, So, yeah, it it devastated. It hit the magazine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big boom. Big, big bada boom. All done. Uh, that was that was shockingly casual because over 1,177 men died on board. Yeah, that's... There were very few survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and But fortunately, pretty much everybody died right away because the hole in the ship was so catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. does still sit uh, in Oahu, um, in, in Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can visit her. She is a national cemetery. Yeah, there's a nice memorial. There's... Actually, one of, the, one of the actually surviving vets died recently and they just buried, buried there. his ashes yeah. there. Was... Yeah, he's not the first crewman to request that. Um, a lot of crewmen who weren't on board that day decided that they would like to be buried there because it was such an iconic moment in yeah. their lives. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. how devastating that they, must have been. Well, to make matters worse, there were 23 sets of brothers who were killed on board. Jeez. 23 different sets of brothers oh. and one father and son 
Jeez, like, Karen. so much, so much death. So, just incredible amounts of death, incredibly quickly. Um, and and it set off a chain reaction that, that altered the course of world history. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Japanese people are very, very critical of their military leaders who decided to start to basically bring the U.S. into the war. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, we were called the Sleeping Dragon. And uh, as Hogwarts has taught us... <laughs> I thought Never. it was a sleeping giant. Sm- Not Hogwarts, but like what they said about America. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with dragon because then it leads me into a Hogwarts joke. <laughs> so there. Um, and you I know just, what? I only say that because I am sure we're going to get some. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll have like 40 people write in um, and I'll get called a communist and it's fine. Also, we're exaggerating how much people care. Right. Uh, <laughs> only like six But I'm still getting anyway. messages about Robert the Doll. We got one today. I was literally just responding to one. Oh yeah, I know. Well, we fucked up. Robert I'm the doll. I'm so sorry. I apologize to my friends and family. Robert the doll was the inspiration for Chucky. Right. Not Annabelle. Annabelle is another real doll who is a Raggedy Ann doll and is creepy as fuck. And we gave the wrong information that yes. he was in the boy's childhood home. He wasn't. Oh my God. I know. That's what this person is telling me right now. Hang on. Right. I'll tell you her name. Hang on. 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 We've got a lot to cover for all these tangents we're going on. I know. You can edit it down. I don't care. Anyway, uh, I'll find it again later, and we'll edit it in or something, and it says that We're this... not going to do that. Okay, we can just cut all this out. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The, the house is not the original house of the little boy. Okay. Um, so, 23 sets of brothers, one father and son, um, and it sunk in nine minutes. Jesus. Uh, I think you may have said nine seconds earlier. Nine yeah. minutes is correct. Okay. Nine seconds would have been absurd. Nine seconds is like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, to this day, people go and visit. And according to the National Park Service, the site is not haunted. Well, but that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> I know. It's like, you can... Yeah, any government agency is going to be like, no, nah, man, it's not haunted. But you got to go to the local historic <laughs> Right. Sites. And they'll be like, that shit is haunted it's as fuck. fuck. But then you got to worry about them making it up in order to get more tourists. Hey, hey. let them have it. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's probably haunted. Shit, they're probably right. Yeah. Think about, like, 1,177 people die all of a sudden. At least one of them came back. Right. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, there actually has been uh, some in, uh, evidence, as it were. I mean, evidence is pretty. Yeah. Uh, in so, the in the realm of paranormal, right. evidence is is a term we use very loosely. <laughs> Would it stand up in a court of law? Well, no. Hell no. <laughs> um, what's very interesting about the USS Arizona is that to this day it is still leaking oil. Um, it's actually oh. kind of devastating the waters around Oahu. Goddamn. And they can't. Or won't clean it up. Uh, not sure which one it is. Um, some people enjoy that it still looks like it's bleeding. The ship itself looks like it's okay, bleeding. Okay, but it's all. Mm, I know, but there's only one ocean, right? Can we I mean, just, like, yeah. Can we just? Can we just use our imagination? Right. We. What if we put some like colored water in? Yeah, or like some I don't know. Harmless. And... Not oil. Or just like just fucking don't care. Like why? <sighs> Just watch the movie. Indeed. Just watch the fucking movie. Um, Some people will take pictures of the uh, oil, Mm -hmm. and one, and we'll post a picture of this later, uh, a ghostly face was caught, and it looks like it's screaming out of the oil. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, to me, it kind of looks like old Greg. (laughs) 
which we'll also post a link to. <laughs> Oh, like no. it has like kind of like a red lip sort of thing and like oh, it's no. you know how like oil and water looks you sort see of me you know me i'm all grass <laughs> jesus it's been 10 years and that shit is still funny it is um lots of people who visit also get lots of fog in the pictures there's a characteristic fog in many of the pictures mm-hmm. uh and sometimes they'll see human figures amongst the midst all still right. more people uh, visiting report hearing strange noises like loud shouts or screaming. Uh, they have an intense urge to leave, and sometimes they'll feel uh, sudden shuddering as if a torpedo has hit where they are standing. Mm. Um, what was most interesting to me um, was that there is one story of a U.S. officer who was uh, away from his post mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock dealing with a personal thing. He was walking personal on the deck. Thing. Well, you know. <laughs> The, the accounts were vague. Okay. Maybe he had to take a whiz. Maybe he had to jerk it. Maybe he just needed a cigarette. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, Jennifer. He was dealing with something personal. Sure. He was walking the deck. He was away from his post. Mm-hmm. And he blames himself for the ship going down because he wasn't there to defend. To what? Like, ward off the torpedo single-handedly? Sure. sure. Maybe he would have shot down that plane. I don't uh. know. Anyway, uh, he is seen at nighttime walking amongst, uh, mm-hmm. uh, up to the ship's pole. Now, the oh. ship's flagpole still sits above the water mm-hmm. and isn't that the most embar- like doesn't that give you like a red white and blue boner yeah That's- i mean yeah this is like this is why i love world war ii films it's like that's like one of the few things that can make me feel something like right. patriotism i mean like i feel patriotic all the time but it's never about the right things like yeah. it's never about what old grumpy white guys who would have been called the greatest generation yeah. think i should be patriotic about yeah for example i get real patriotic about bernie sanders well all right yeah so <laughs> i get real patriotic on hamilton hamilton sorry Okay. Nine days. Uh, so that is, uh, that's Pearl Harbor. Um, that's the USS Arizona. The story that you also discussed, um, which breaks my fucking heart, and I encourage you to read about it on your own time because I don't want to talk about it. It bums me right the fuck out, is the sinking of the USS West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, the West Virginia sunk, uh, and three men were still alive in the sunken ship and they were banging on the walls that is my nightmare yup uh they were in a room that had a calendar on the wall and they had a red pencil Mm -mm. Uh, at first when people heard uh them banging on the side of the wreckage they thought for sure that it was just the ship settling or things moving Mm. about uh they finally figured out that there was a rhythm to it and that it wasn't stopping shit uh, the men in there, they were three men. Uh, you can look up their names because it'll make me start crying, so do it your damn self. Uh, they were trapped alive for 16 days. Holy they, shit. And there was nothing, the Navy knew they were there, mm-hmm. and there was nothing they could do to get them. Yeah. Um, they were, had they opened up the hull, they would have drowned instantly. There was mm-hmm. no materials to go down and get them. <sighs> so, 16 days left to die, banging on the walls asking for help. Mm. Awful. Uh, So you should check that out. I couldn't find any ghost stories about the USS West Virginia. um, And I'm glad for that. I hope those men passed on and they have that they're resting peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's a fucking bummer. So um, you may also remember that uh, briefly touched on in the movie, in the cinematic masterpiece, (laughs) Pearl Harbor. Okay. I feel like we also, yeah, we need to take a minute to talk about this because evidently we're just like huge fans of James Cameron. (laughs) Was that a James Cameron film? Or was it Michael Bay? I think, hang on. I I think that was Michael Bay. That was Michael Bay. It might've been. All I know is that it definitely 
uh, was a film that um, had people. Josh Hartnett and I believe Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah, the and crappy. Kate Beckinsale. And Kate. Why do I know her name? Underworld. Underworld. Yes, mm-hmm. her. Um, and Cuba Gooding Jr. He was oh, in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. a freaking all-star cast. It was a great movie. And I will say, okay, it's it's terrible that they basically boiled down the entire war into a, a love triangle. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's a very... Uh, at least it's not one more movie glorifying blowing up things. I mean, like, That's it does a fair true. bit of that, too. But, like, there's it a very... It made me cry. Yeah, I sobbed like a motherfucker through that whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Michael Bay. Yep, it was written by Randall Wallace, and it came out in 2001. Also, I think just, like, the way they portray the actual attack is pretty... Is Yes, well done. Very well done. It shows good research. Um, and it also shows sort of the uh, the efforts that people went to, like donating blood right away, and mm-hmm. even though they couldn't donate into anything but Coke bottles. Yeah. So whatever they could do to yeah. help. Oh, my God. That, okay. Now that's something I get patriotic about. Americans yeah. coming out to help. Yeah. Yep. I'm was, sorry. A lot of was, people hate that movie, but I refuse to hate it. Uh, so I got so hard. I got the biggest chew out of my life for going to see that movie. <laughs> I went with my friend Jessie, and she brought in her boyfriend secretly. Oh. And they, her parents came and screamed at me for three hours like it was my idea. Why? I don't know. Whatever. What were they mad about? They because just... Jessie's boyfriend was there, and they were holding hands during the movie, and we were like, what, seventh grade? <laughs> so, like, oh. Jessie shouldn't have had boyfriends, oh, but I'm saying. Okay. Like, I was like, what is <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's how life this is. This is other family drama. Yeah. Okay. So so that was the start of the U.S. engagement in the war. Um, we weren't really on board before then uh, until Japan made it kind of personal. Um, yeah, we were just like kind of assisting from afar. Right. Like, just, we see you, Europe. It's a problem, but it's a you problem, not an us problem. Or a which is, U.S. problem. Oh, Badoom! That's the funniest I'm going to be this week. Dunk! <laughs> Swoosh! <laughs> Oh god. Uh, yeah. That's a shitty fucking joke. It was. It We're was going not to hell. A, it was not a dunk. Um, US problem. Jesus. Uh, okay. So, uh, it was only the start of atrocities though. Things got fucked up yeah. real quick. War uh, to quote one of my favorite uh, groups. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's a group, it's a pacifist group called Another Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another Mother Against War. And their big slogan, their big catchphrase, I'm sure you've heard it before, is um, war is unhealthy for people and other living things. <laughs> okay. And yeah. it's fucking true. Like, mm-hmm. war, everything about war is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bad for the earth, it's bad for the people, it's bad for the people who are dying. It yeah. spreads disease. It's not good. It's incredibly, it's, it's like, deeply unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So FDR said, I hate war. Did he? Mm-hmm. He made oh. a whole speech about it. Huh. I think he made it at Chautauqua. I want to say... Where now? Chautauqua. Oh, by your house. By my house. Sure, sure, sure. We we like to keep records of, like, all the famous people and things that have occurred there. We keep records like that in sodas, too. It's a real short list. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. uh, Things got pretty, pretty shitty, like, right right away um you know during the bombing i mean during the bombing yes there is and like immediately after the bombing yeah oh well and like you didn't um there's that whole air base that's there that also plays part in pearl harbor the movie um but there's also like stories about that do you want to watch that movie this weekend i kind of do want to watch it on the big screen yeah yeah okay anyway bring your boyfriend so my parents can yell at me (laughs) anyway uh yeah so 
Like, shit was going down in Pearl Harbor. But shit also went down shortly afterwards on a small local Hawaiian island called... <clears throat> Hawaiian is hard. Good luck. Nihau? 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 Look at that. Please. Where am I looking? You have so much writing. Niahau. Niahau? Let's go with Niahau. Yeah. Hawaii, we apologize in advance. So sorry. Also Japan. We're probably going to fuck that up too. But to a lesser extent, I think. Anyway. Yeah, thank you Japan for being slightly easier. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so there's a bunch of, you know, pilots bombing the shit out of Pearl Harbor. And not all of them made it back to their carrier ships. There was one... Um, pilot named Shigenori Nishikai. Shigenori Nishikai. Nishikai. Yep, that's you. Just have to sound like you're for sure about it. Yep. If you if you show weakness, they'll know. Yes. Shigenori Nishikai, who crash landed on the Hawaiian island of Nihahiawa. <laughs> sorry, Hawaii. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Dear everybody who's not I'm English, not, we're really sorry. I'm not saying that word again. Okay. So, uh, tiny Hawaiian island crash lands. Crash lands after his participation in the attack. Um, so, a local man sees this happen. Doesn't know anything about what's going on. Right, in Pearl the Harbor. word wouldn't have gotten out yet. Yeah, nothing. They didn't know anything, but he was he was a like a of Hawaiian descent. Um, he saw the guy and he's like, and he put two and two together enough to know that um, Japanese and U.S. relations weren't great at the time. So uh-huh. he was like, um, I'm gonna take your papers and your gun. Hey Japan. Hey give, dude. Give, give me this. Um, you you don't need these. Well, yeah, he just like took them before the pilot could like really. Oh, he was still disoriented. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Crash landing, not crash so landed, easy on the skull. You know, still confused. This Hawaiian guy comes over and he's like, "I will take these, thank you." <laughs> and so maybe he, never do that accent again either. <laughs> I don't I'm like going to that. do that all the time. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so now that the Hawaiian guy has, and I wrote down his name too, and it's like somewhat pronounceable. Kaleo Hano. Oh, yeah. Kaleo Hano. I'm very confident that you said that correctly. Thank you. Um, so now that he has the pistol, the Japanese pilot kind of has to do whatever he says. So he brings him into his house. Although, I guess, like, they didn't, I don't know. Like, he he alerted some other locals, and they're just kind of, like, confused because they didn't know what happened. And they're also very hospitable. So I guess they just, like, ended up throwing him a party. Which welcome, sorry about your fucked up plane. Welcome. That is the most Hawaiian Aloha. thing I've ever heard of. Welcome, have some poi. Yeah. Wanna watch us surf? Enjoy some of this, enjoy some yeah. of that. Also, sorry that you fucked up this sorry plane. About your plane. I wonder why <laughs> have you're a lay. Here. Yeah. Anyway, here's some food. Um yes. Aloha. So they couldn't exactly communicate with him because he was Japanese and they are not. Um, but because there are a lot of people of Japanese descent in Hawaii, they, mm-hmm. there were three locals who were either Japanese born or of Japanese descent who could speak Jap- Japanese. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and so they got one guy over, um, they exchanged a couple words and then that guy left without explaining anything. Um, and so they're like, oh, well, that was weird. So I guess we're going to have to find this other couple. So they, they find another couple of Japanese descent who were, um, 
what are their names? Yoshio and Irene Harada. I'm guessing Irene is actually American or Hawaiian. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they get them over to talk to the guy. And so the pilot in, informs them what happened. He was like, hey, so uh, we just attacked Pearl Harbor. Here's the thing. And I just uh, crash landed here. Um, be cool. And they were very cool to him. They talked presumably all in Japanese and they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We'll get your papers and we'll get you out of here. Don't worry about it, friend. Don't worry about it. Oh, I smell a double cross. Get him, Irene. Irene is taking no shit. Um, I would hold off on your praise for Irene. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, um, so that's basically all that happens on that day. They kind of like chill. They're like, well, we don't really know what to do with you, but we, you're, you can't really do anything. So I guess it's fine for now. Night falls. They hear radio reports that Pearl Harbor was attacked at, by the Japanese. And oh, then they think. And the penny drops. And they think, oh, shit. We got us a Japanese. Maybe that's why you're here. And so they decide to take the guy prisoner. And they're thinking, um, there's a guy who apparently owns the island. Sure. Why not? Sure. That seems right. I yep. think it's Mark Zuckerberg, right? Doesn't His name is, Hawaii? um, uh, and also this guy I'm assuming is, of I don't know. His last name is Robinson, but his first name is Eilman, A-Y-L-M-E-N. Uh, no. That's an R. I can't read my own writing. Alamer. <laughs> Alamer? I guess. That is not his name. Whatever. I'm going to call him Robinson from now on. Yeah, Robbie. So Robinson, our dear Robbie, owns the island, but he spends most of his time on a different larger island, but he makes a scheduled weekly trip to the smaller you know, island that shall remain nameless. Like because, a feudal lord. Yes. So he is scheduled to return that next day, the Monday, the 8th. And they're like, all right, no big deal. We'll just keep this guy overnight. This is starting to sound like an 80s hijinks comedy. Like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah, but it has like a much less funny outcome. Okay, I'm listening. Yes. (laughs) So. Although you'd be hard pressed to be less funny than don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, well. Have you seen it? It's a terrible film. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. Anyway, so. Wait. Were you even around in the 80s? Fuck no. I was born in 90. Jesus. All right. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, Okay. Keep going. Jesus. Okay. So they're like, all right, no big deal. Robbie's coming back tomorrow. They keep him overnight. What they don't know is because of the attack, all transportation, like by boat, by plane, whatever, was halted, kind Mm -hmm. of like 9-11. Sure. Um, So our dear friend Robbie can't get to the island. Fuck. And they're just kind of stuck there with this Japanese pilot. (laughs) And they're like, well, fuck, what do we do? So for some reason, they allow the Haradas to have him as a guest because I guess they still like in like trust them and trust the pilot because I don't know, nothing has ever happened on that island, apparently. Sure. Um, So yeah, the pilot's chilling at the Harada's house where they can now just talk openly about their plans of how to get him off the island. Wow. Yeah. So they hang out for a few days. This whole thing takes like a week. Right, because the Pacific Theater was crippled. Nobody could move anywhere. Nobody could move anyway. Anywhere. So they're hanging out. And um, I guess also the pilot can just kind of like walk around by himself sometimes because he... 
like went back to the original guy, Kaleohano, Kaleohano, and he was like, "Hey, dude, I know you still have my papers. I will give you two hundred dollars for them," which was a lot of money back mm-hmm. then. Shit, um, that's a lot of money today. Yeah, and Kaleohano was like, "Nah, man." I'm not doing that. <laughs> I ain't trust you. Out. <laughs> um, and so he's like, oh, well, shit. But meanwhile, um, so they let the pilot stay at the Harada's house, but they're also, like, not completely dumb, so they, like, set a guard around their house. Mm-hmm. So, but they didn't do a very good job of it because there was supposed to be, like, four guys there, but there was only one at the time, and the Harada's, like, knocked him out, took him back to the shed, Stole that guy's shotgun. Fuck you, Irene. And the pilot's pistol. And so now they're armed. And so now they start taking a bunch of hostages. Like, they take a 16-year-old kid and they bring him to, um, I don't know. This is where I start to lose track of people. Because there's, like, so many different names happening. Uh-huh. And I just, like, cannot figure out what's going on. It's very, very... It's like like when you first started reading Game of Thrones. E- yeah. <laughs> very much so. Just and they're all Hawaiian names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, um, so so they start taking hostages. We're running around on this island. Yeah, they're kind of like going back and forth. Like um, they like go back over to Kaleohano's house um, to try to demand the papers. But he's in the outhouse. <laughs> Using the papers as <laughs> toilet papers? <laughs> Different papers. Oh. Um, and he sees them and he's like, oh, shit. But they don't see him. So he sneaks away to go alert the other locals and so now the Haradas are there with the pilot and they're like, all right, well, the plane's still here. So they start like breaking down the plane, getting guns off the plane. They set fire to Kaleohano's house. Motherfuckers. God damn it, Irene. Oh, that poor guy. And so like he's alerting the locals and they're like, like signaling to the other island to like be like, hey, we need help. And, um, yeah, there's, there's more hostages, and eventually things kind of come to a head, and people start dying, and this is like, it's just, I couldn't really follow what was going on, but like, altogether, two people died, including, I think, the pilot. Good riddance to bad rubbish. I know. And then the Haradas were... Um, taken prisoner. Oh wait, no, the the pilot did not die. He Damn was it. he was taken back to the bigger island eventually. And yeah, Irene was in prison for thirty one months, but later released. Ah, tre- treason had a real light sentence back then. Yeah, the the dude. Although in fairness, it was only a territory, not a state. So I wonder if. Uh, treason work differently? I don't know. We should have Donald Trump find out. I, well, it might also be because she was probably white because um, her husband, whose name is Shintani, by the way, uh-huh. he was sent to an internment camp. Ooh. So that wasn't fun for him. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was basically like a mini Pacific theater don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like It is a hijinks 80s comedy, but like not funny at all. It was basically the first, like, the Americans were able to fight back. And it was a bunch of local Hawaiians. Sure. That's very empowering in its own way. Yeah. 
that's cool. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, after that, things get remarkably not lighthearted. Yeah, I know. Like, that story, like, even though people died, it just sounds like, wow, weird. Uh, <laughs> like, capture the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Summer camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not funny, and things get awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned internment camps. Speaking mm-hmm. of atrocities, the things that we put mm-hmm. uh, American Pacific Islanders... Uh, Americans with Pacific heritage, mm-hmm. including the Japanese, uh, especially the Japanese, mm-hmm. the things that we put them through in internment camps here in America, we effectively made them into slaves. Um, yeah, it was really not great. Really, yeah. Really not cool of us. <laughs> Hashtag understatement. Really <laughs> not great. Just super, super not cool. Yeah. Uh, we have to resist shit like that and resist those impulses to mm-hmm. be afraid of mm-hmm. others and be afraid so, of our neighbors. Yeah, when they start talking about rounding up and registering Muslims, you're like, no, you man. stand against that. We're against that. We like, did that already. We, we tried it. Made us assholes. Yeah. Um, now, we are not the only assholes involved, though, because you also, I believe, mentioned POW camps. POW camps. Um, also, there was, I don't know, I believe the Philippines, there was a large American population and the Japanese came and totally put them in a camp too and yep. like starved them. And yeah. Japanese POW camps are no fucking joke. You can ask John McCain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also like the Philippines, they like, these were civilians. <sighs> yeah. God damn it, Japan. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, oftentimes Americans being, you know, the largest military force in the world, we come off as the assholes, but mm-hmm. Japan was no shrinking violet. Jesus, no. Like, we're not talking about, you know, tiny fishing villages with, with nets and rifles on mm-hmm. canoes. These these guys were yeah. a well-trained, clever army. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use psychological as well as physical torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese POW camps are not a joke. Yeah, so I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Unbroken. It's kind of newer, but it's it's like based on a true story where uh, the guy who oh he was an Olympian. Yeah, he was like a, a runner. He went to the Olympics, and then he was in the war, and then they were flying, and then their plane got shot down. And this sounds like a movie is related by a kindergartner. There was a guy, and he was in the war, and he ran real okay. fast. And well, that's... you were giving me this face the whole time, too. Am I? I'm sorry. Yeah. My face is supposed to just be normal. Uh-huh. Anyway, so... There... Don't you roll your eyes at me, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We are uh, salty old sea bitches today. I wish I could remember his name. That would make this way more interesting. Anyway, they were in the water. They thought they were going to die in the water. They see land. They're like, yay, land! And it turns out they landed, like in Japanese-controlled territory, and were taken prisoners in, yeah. Did they die in the camps? Um, that guy did not. He just fucking doesn't die ever? I know, that's why it's called fucking Unbroken, okay? I guess, Jesus Christ, is he still alive today? He probably is. I don't know if he's still alive. I ruined it. I ruined his streak. Anyway, but he survived for a long time, and then he, like, went back, and he, like, met the guard who like was his main torturer and like forgave him and it's like it's it's an incredible story the movie doesn't even like go to the full extent of the like horrendous wow. treatment of wow. him wow wow yeah there are there are i'm sure some some i don't want to say great accounts because it's not like you know, i know it's not like free willy like no. this isn't a happy it's, no it's this isn't great fucking terrible if you want to okay so if you want to really dive into this um the ken burns documentary on world war ii 
is very thorough. How long is it? It's like nine hours, yep. of course. <laughs> um, but they he goes through the Pacific Theater, um, the home front, and also the European Theater. And he actually interviews a lot of veterans who are there. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Philippines camp, he f- interviews a woman who was a little girl in that camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just hear the most like gut-wrenching stories. And it's like them talking about their own lives. This isn't you know the civil war where you just have <laughs> right know, um, accounts to go from it's like they're real stories i don't think this came from ken burns but when i was in eighth grade ninth grade somewhere in there mm-hmm. um we read stories about japanese comfort women oh they yeah. were women who were taken basically as whores no matter what they were and mm-hmm. it's not like they signed up like yes i will i'll be a nurse okay i'll be a janitor i'm gonna be a whore they mm-hmm. were not given those options they were just raped and uh mutilated but they were called japanese comfort women and mm-hmm. uh so so just you know none of this was good for anybody well War yeah is unhealthy yeah. for people and other living things mm-hmm. yeah we things got just really crazy mm-hmm. um there's just so much retaliation and just unwilling to relent like the whole island hopping campaign was just insanely brutal the japanese would go to all lengths to keep those islands they would fight to the very last man they refused to surrender um and also they were just mowing down americans as they arrived and it was just like some of the worst worst conditions guadalcanal is like one of the worst campaigns Guadalcanal. Yeah. Cool. So there's a lot to be said for atrocities happening on both sides. Absolutely. Speaking of which, um, there was a big push after Pearl Harbor of like, you know, uh, very racist propaganda, like, like war effort, like, oh yeah, sign up, you know, for the war to go kill the Japs. Right. Um, it's well, open hunting season on Japs. Strap a Jap, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who participated in some of that propaganda film? Who? Uh, not film, sorry. Uh, propaganda comics. Hmm. Our beloved Dr. Seuss. Oh, shit. If you ever want to see a real <laughs> racist interpretation of a Japanese person, you take a look at the founder of a Cat in the Fucking Hat. Yeah. There's a there's a whole book called, Doc, called Dr. Seuss Goes to War, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's a fascinating look at the American propaganda machine. Mm. Um, yeah, and I mean, this is all happening in the European theater, too, but we're just not talking right, about yeah, that Right, yeah. He also takes on Hitler, which, yeah. I mean, like... Well, and there's, like, you know, Jewish propaganda. Blah, 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 blah. Right, you know, there's, right. Everyone was super racist. <laughs> Everyone's... <laughs> more than a little bit racist (laughs) back then yeah um yeah i mean these are the same people who couldn't share a drinking fountain with a black person so yeah i mean and that's also the greatest generation my ass tom brokaw yeah i mean that's i mean i'm gonna talk about ken burns again but that documentary also does a really good job of covering the like racism that african-american servicemen faced yep during that time and factory workers and yep absolutely all that just go watch it's i mean yes it's nine hours but it's split up into episodes yeah and it's just take it piece by piece super great just like it's, you can really you can handle anything of any length you just have to like breathe and relax and yeah. deep breathing just take it one hour at a time um i think see it's i was making a piece penis joke okay all right okay Moving on. Anyway, so what I was trying to get at... I hate it when you don't see my penis jokes coming. And then you have to, like, explain. And then I have to explain that, Jennifer, that was about fucking taking a big dick. (laughs) Breathe and relax. Breathe through it. (laughs) 
you innocent snowflake. What else you got? Tell me more stories. Anyway, so I'm, I'm gonna work in some penis jokes. As though. a part of this like really racist um, propaganda, um, it became a thing for American soldiers, and I'm sure this was also done on other sides too. But I only specifically know about the American side. They would take uh, trophies of, you know, dead, dead, dead. Kill. I, I mix like dead and killed. Girl. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> of um, killed Japanese soldiers. And they would take souvenirs of them. They took ears and made belts out of them. They took teeth and made necklaces. Jesus, that's some Ed Gain shit. Hell yeah, it is. Ugh. Um, Ugh. They, they took skulls, cleaned them, uh, took fun pictures novelty pictures of with them and would mail the skulls back home for keepsakes can you imagine being like a mom on the home front waiting for your dear beloved son to come home oh tommy sent me a package what is it it's a human skull dear ma killed this killed this jap here's his skull here here, here skull turn it into a cup for me an ashtray it was 1942 and everybody was smoking like a motherfucker that's true anyway so it became such a thing that also well someone sent fdr a letter opener made of a leg bone that he had to officially refuse because he's classy like that. I mean, he fucked his cousin, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so it was such a thing that it had to be officially condemned in 1942. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it it I would like to say that I, but like, I do have a lot. I, I mean, like, you know. There, how do I say this? Hmm. There's been a lot of disregard for human body parts. Oh yeah, um, for over, sure. Over the years, I mean, we had to, as museum people, uh, we had to come up with a whole law about oh, repatriation yeah. of Native American and bodies. We're still not done giving them back. Yeah, I mean, there was um, they they found some of these Native American burial mm-hmm. pieces, mm-hmm. and when I say burial pieces, I don't just mean like cups and bands and we mean like human remains human remains and and they're just kept in in moldy storage um one of them at a prominent university i i did research on this was my this was my senior thesis was on the importance of the native american repatriation act nagpra nagpra um so they were literally kept in with a store of doritos chips jesus yeah so like Mm-hmm. Humans are garbage. The Smithsonian That's... actually still has a large collection of them, and just recently they hired someone to start the repatriation process. Well, like they've been going through it, but they hired someone to like photograph and document the whole process. And I know this because I applied for that job and did not get it. Well, <laughs> maybe you have to get your master's. I know, right? Anyway, um, so... also gross. I w- this is why I'm so glad I don't work with the collection. I'm never gonna have to touch a human body part. I want that more than anything in this goddamn how world. Are, how are you more fucked up? than me i just want to touch it (laughs) that's like do you just want to touch it jen shut up (laughs) but that it's a fun game that collections people play when they get together it's like what's the grossest thing that you've ever touched (laughs) and i can't what i mean you have to answer now like what is it i'm trying to think i haven't actually touched that much weird stuff we wear gloves it's fine i don't know I like to touch things without wearing gloves, just to piss off the curator people. I'ma touch it. I'ma touch the priceless antiquity. Does it make you uncomfortable, Jen? I hate it. I don't even wear the gloves. Stop it. 
<laughs> it's okay. I don't touch much. Everything in my collection is for education, and so it doesn't matter what happens to it. Thank God. Anyway, <laughs> um, so lest we think that there is only mishandling of corpses on the American side, of course the Japanese were doing it too. Yup. Um, there was a bunch of Americans shot down over Chichijima, and the local officers stationed there decided well at first they they captured a bunch of them and promptly executed them which thank god um but what better they, than drawing it out yeah but what they did <laughs> one day they kind of got bored and so one oh, of Jesus them Christ. started digging them up and doing what? And fucking cannibalizing them. Delicious. They decided. Wait, I'm how long have they been down? Not very long. Jesus. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I'm bored. Let's go dig up this American soldier and fry up his liver. And they started doing that. And the officers thought it was hilarious. And so they started doing it more. And there were still some live soldiers. And suddenly they started chopping off their limbs and eating them raw in front of the soldiers. And it was awful. Jesus fucking hillbilly bastard-assed Christ. <laughs> Do you think they ate the body parts in front of the soldiers they chopped it off of? I think so. Fuck. Yeah. That is, is nasty as shit. This is what we mean when we say that the Japanese didn't fuck around with torturing. Yeah. They were really good at it in the worst way. Wow. Wow. Jesus. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So... Everyone is terrible. Humans are garbage. <laughs> um, and everybody who's part of the greatest generation can suck my fat dick because, mm-hmm. no. You're eating people. You're putting people in camps. You won't share a drinking fountain with a black person. You're not going to be called the greatest generation. You also can't figure out how to fucking set a DVD or use a Zoom. I'm done with you. I think it was just like something just like snapped where just everyone... It was like the purge for however many years, like seven years. Seven years. Um, I yeah, I can see that kind of the purge. Um, and and there was there was such. I mean, we're seeing some of that vitriol in America today too. I mean, like yeah, I I mean, I wanted I do want to pause and and say that like we're still racist as fuck. Like, yeah, we are not doing that much better. We did not leave all that behind. Can't. So anyway, do you want to go on to the. To the real fucking bummer? To the end? If you were sad before, just fucking wait. I mean, the whole war was basically like a one-upmanship of like, oh, you did this horrific attack. I'm do something twice as you horrific. You committed this atrocity. We're gonna up the right. ante. And we decided to up the ante of all annies by... By dropping the bomb. Yep. Um, the Manhattan Project came to fruition. Uh, thank you, Oppenheimer. Um, and, and on uh, the first bomb... Uh, was dropped on Hiroshima. Uh, some people say Hiroshima. Some people say Hiroshima. Yeah, I don't if know If you have a preference, um, keep it to your fucking self. <laughs> I'm going to go back and forth both ways. Hiroshima, Hiroshima. Hiroshima. I don't know. Anyway, um, so they dropped the little boy uh, on August 6th. Um, and the estimated death tolls just there, just in fucking Hiroshima, mm-hmm. um, were estimated as low as 90,000. Yeah. That's the low end. 90 fucking thousand human beings of all ages it and mm-hmm. say the word civilians. Civilians. I mean we're these are these are babies in people's arms. Mm-hmm. And now is this just like snuffed out? 
in a single moment when the bomb dropped, or is this like residual radiation? There, we are still dealing with the radiation of these bombs today. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is the ninety thousand? The ninety thousand is probably what was killed immediately. Yeah. By the Which time is... after two years, oh. uh, huge amounts of leukemia set into the population of those mm-hmm. who survived. Um, the survivors have a word, hibakusha, which is a bomb victim. Okay. The, so the hibakusha, um, forgive me if I'm getting that incorrectly, I never took Japanese. Um, the My death- cousin majored in Japanese. I should just have her, like, dub in. Yeah, get over here. <laughs> um, so the shibaku, uh, sorry, the hibakusha uh, could brought the death totals to 166,000 people. Uh, from one bomb that was, and that was only the little boy. Now that was the first bomb mm-hmm. um, at the at, I, and I thought for sure I would be able to find ghost stories about that because it's such a fucking awful way to die. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sudden, you don't have a chance to resolve things. It's kind of the perfect storm for creating ghosts and, and it uh, also just like disintegrates your body too. Right. Um, so I actually had a great deal of trouble finding finding something to I fit my too, narrative on which this. Which is why I didn't do it. <laughs> well, I it might be that we just didn't have the right search query. Mm-hmm. I tried a couple different. Uh, it might be because of cultural differences. A lot of people who I did speak with uh, who have either been involved with Japan or Japanese studies mm-hmm. um, said that Japanese can be fairly secretive about mm-hmm. um, cultural things like that, and they don't like talking about the bomb. Because oh, well, we're, so, we're, yeah. on, we're on pretty good terms with them now, so it's sort of like uh It is very strange. Awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Somebody also said uh, that nukes destroy the human soul, the fabric of the human soul, so it's impossible to leave ghosts behind. Now, they do leave silhouettes, though, which is horrific as fuck. <laughs> we'll touch on that in a second. Um, I think it's most likely that we weren't searching in Japanese. I don't speak or write Japanese. Yeah, so. I, I saw in one thing that they're like, try searching the Japanese word for ghost and I was like nah nah pass <laughs> I ain't got that kind of time um I did find a couple stories though uh so so I just want to talk about a few more things um when the bomb was dropped uh which was 72 years ago this August mm-hmm. um cremation I'm sorry the the center of the bomb the epicenter of the site mm-hmm. reached three th- thousand degrees celsius holy shit which is about five thousand five hundred degrees fahrenheit wow for reference to cremate a body you need one thousand eight hundred degrees oh my god so, so we're talking like four times oh my gosh. four times the heat it would take to cremate a body mm-hmm. um because of that yes there was some flash cremation mm-hmm. people literally just disintegrated and you could see like the silhouette of them yes. against a wall. The silhouettes remain. They're frozen shadows. Um, not only people, mm-hmm. um, but also bikes and ladders and dogs. Yeah. Um, all sorts of things. Kind of like Pompeii. Yes, it's kind of like Pompeii, except for not natural. Yeah. You know, somebody made the choice to say, I know what this bomb can do, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. What's arguably fucking worse than that... Is that they did it twice. Yeah. Uh, Hiroshima, Hiroshima was first. Nagasaki was second. On Hiroshima, they dropped Little Boy. Nagasaki, they dropped Fat Man. Jesus. Um, And that was August 9th, three days later. In the first second Mm -hmm. of Nagasaki, in the first one second, 35,000 people were killed. One second, boom, gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, 35,000 people is... 
uh, probably roughly the population of Jamestown, I would imagine. It's a little more <laughs> yeah. than that, yeah. So, boom, your entire town, one mm-hmm. second. Uh, over the next two weeks, that number would crawl up to 80,000 people. Now, Nagasaki is a much smaller town. Uh, I believe Nagasaki is also a smaller prefecture, and a prefecture is kind of like a state. So it's like the main mm-hmm. city inside a state. Okay. Um, like state capital. Yeah. Except for actually populous. Right. (laughs) Um, The recovery from these bombs. You remember how we talked about um, the Pacific Theater being crippled after Pearl Harbor? Nothing could get in, nothing could get out. Japan was so crippled. You know, they had huge amounts of people with Mm -hmm. no place to go. Mm -hmm. Um, They couldn't get it together enough to build emergency housing in Nagasaki mm-hmm. until 1946. Jeez. At least half a year, if not more than a year later. Hmm. Um, and so it just... 80, 60 to, 65 to 80% of the entire city was leveled. Mm. Just gone. Mm. Now there are... I was able to find um, a couple ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a soldier story. It was uh, from... Uh, it's a Reddit thread. Uh Reddit user, um, this is capital I, solation, like isolation, uh, and then underscore. Reddit. Uh, right. Um, so allegedly, this is from the Reddit user's grandfather. Okay. Um, and the grandfather was one of the U.S. Marines who was stationed to help in the cleanup efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that did happen. That was real. Yeah. Uh, so as he was helping with cleanup, they would move the bodies. Mm -hmm. They would um, identify bodies, try and, you know, pull, if they were in a river, they would pull them out and put them on the bank so that Mm -hmm. they could be cleaned up and moved. Um, Very few of them were given proper burial rites, Mm -hmm. uh, which might lead to ghost stories. Um, But what happened is uh, they found a hand in the river. They said, oh, there's a body. Mm-hmm. But when they went over to it, it was just a hand. And so as they were walking along, they say, oh, there's another uh, body, but it, it was just a hand. So they pulled it up, pulled both of them up onto the riverbanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh my gosh, there's another one. And then there were two and three and the fingers were alive. And then all of a sudden there were 10 and 30 and 50. Just hands? And the men started f- just hands in the water, wriggling what? their fingers. What? And so the men started firing their guns into the water. What? And there was nothing that they could do to stop the hands no. from coming up on shore. No. And so they ran away and they never told anybody except for the grandson. What? So that's one story. Um, another story, you'll, there are many, many accounts of survivors out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you should read them because we should bear witness and we should remember what these bombs are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so most people who survived reported an intense thirst. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, just all the water in their body fucking evaporated. Because, I mean, by the heat alone, would right? just like suddenly make you parched exactly um and so uh there is a story at the memorial sites that um bomb victims ghosts Mm -hmm. would come up begging for water and that they're stuck begging for water for all eternity oh my god and then this one fucked me up the most uh those flash shadows that Mm -hmm. you're talking about Mm -hmm. um those affect me like if i ever really need a good cry just sit and think about those for a while i know right um so it was bikes, ladder, people in the roads, uh, one old man with a walking stick walking down the stairs. He's captured forever on these concrete oh. stairs. Uh, another one was a man in a hat and a, finally a person running for cover. Oh, my God. Um, it's said that at twilight, 
those shadows start to move <sighs> and they move the the man runs away the oh grandfather moves his walking stick and takes a ne- his next step and then by the time the sun moves again they are stuck in their position <sighs> just forever repeating these little moments of time that they never got to finish oh my god um the, <sighs> One thing that I very much uh, respect about Japan is their... How do I say this? I love America. I just want to put that out there. I'm actually hugely patriotic. We've discussed our patriotism. Yeah, I fucking love America. This is a great country, but we have a very fucked up culture when it comes to war. Yes. Um, We are... That is for sure. We are too trigger happy in just about every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. Um, And Japan... And also, like, have a really hard time admitting fault yeah when it comes to military action yep yep there are there are people today who will still defend the second arguably we needed to bomb hiroshima uh because it was going to put an end to the war for good Mm -hmm. okay fine maybe nagasaki was fucking disgusting Mm -hmm. you did not need to bomb a second city you did not need to drop a second one of those bombs into the world yeah and a lot of the people because remember we all live upstream from something we're Mm -hmm. downstream from something a lot of the people the cancer rates in our nation and in people around the world have skyrocketed Mm -hmm. so anyway um japan learned and and as a culture they have a very strong culture against war yeah. Uh, well, also because we didn't allow them to have a standing military for a really long time. Also true. So. <laughs> uh, I wish somebody would do that. And, no, hang on. Before I finish that sentence, I'm just not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one story that um, really affected me, um, they are, they're very, um, they talk about their bombing. You know, like we kind of talk about Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. these horrible things that happened to us. We 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 talk about nine eleven, but it's it's this pseudo masturbatory ain't America great fuck those other guys. Yeah, nine um, eleven's really been corrupted mm-hmm. uh, and and been made into a political position, mm-hmm. which is disgusting and fucked up. We should just be remembering people mm-hmm. who were innocent and lost. Yeah. Um, so Japan. <laughs> Uh, has a couple stories and cultural things that that uh, focus on the bomb and how horrible it was, and surviving it as well as their part in things escalating to this stage. See, that's interesting because I've heard the opposite about that—that that they don't really talk about their part that they played. Oh, the the stories that I've been reading—they're very critical of okay. their leaders back then. Okay. Um, that they—they're very critical of. Um, yeah, the government. Right. At the time. So being critical of the government, I am about that. <laughs> That's, we yeah. should be very critical of our government. Um, one story, uh, she's called the Japanese Anne Frank. Her name mm-hmm. is Sadako, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Sadako Sasaki. Mm-hmm. And she was two years old when the bomb was dropped mm-hmm. uh, in four uh, Words. She was born in 43. The bomb was dropped in 45. Yes. And uh, she survived it. Not okay. a cut on her. She was fine. Her, wow. She and her mother were caught in the black rain afterwards. Their grandmother was never seen again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they survived. Yeah. Uh, when she was a young teen, she developed uh, incredibly uh, bad leukemia. Mm. And while she was in the hospital, you know, she was considered a bomb victim and rightly... Yeah. Uh, while she was in the hospital, one of her hospital mates talked to her about uh, folding paper cranes. 
Oh, okay. The paper crane yep. has become a symbol for world peace. Got and it. The the theory is is that if you fold one thousand paper cranes, then you can make a wish. Mm-hmm. And I guess she never got a chance to finish her hmm. thousand paper cranes. She died beforehand. So there is a sculpture of her with a golden paper crane mm-hmm. at the Hiroshima site. Oh. So okay. she is uh, she's something that we point at and say world peace. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one. You know this about me. Mm-hmm. Fucking animal stories. Yeah. yeah. Ruin me. Uh-huh. I don't really care about humans. And animals are where it's at. So this story is a true story. It's mm-hmm. about the Tokyo Zoo. And it's called Faithful Elephants. Um, and Faithful Elephants is uh, its a children's book. Mm-hmm. You can buy it. It has beautiful, beautiful, beautiful watercolor photos. Um, it was written by Yukio... Sorry. I'm sorry. It's a really great book, though. Give that another shot. Yukio Shukai. Maybe. T-S-U-C-H-K-A-I, possibly. Cool. All right. Did you write Water for Elephants? Uh, initially, yes. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> nope. I was in my library, and I was like, what's that elephant book? And I just started writing. Uh, Water for Elephants is a great novel. About the circus. Not at all <laughs> about this. This is totally different. But what um, is it so called again? It's called Faithful Elephants. Got it. Um, and you can read it online. There's PDFs of it. It's considered a very important book uh, that will help... Uh, bring world peace but it talks about the story of the elephants at the Tokyo Zoo Um, Mm -hmm. they were because Tokyo was a major city they were worried that if the bombs went off Mm -hmm. the animals would get free and create chaos so they decided to put all the animals to death oh shit (laughs) but they couldn't put to death the elephants there were three Indian elephants and they couldn't put them to death so they waited and they starved them to death because there were no other options. And that's how fucked up and terrible war is. They couldn't even electrocute it like Edison did. They didn't have the materials. Uh, and the, their hides were too thick to shoot oh, them with guns. Oh my god! So they so had to sad. starve them to death. You are crying. I know. <laughs> Fuck yes, I'm crying. That's, man, they starved these elephants to death and it took a terribly long time. That's so sad. And the elephants just kept waiting every day for somebody to come and feed them and take care of them and they don't. So, yeah, man, fucking war. (laughs) That's with the the whole what hour and fifteen minutes we've been talking about. I don't give a shit about (laughs) elephants that make you cry, dude. Dude, Uh, yeah, I'm not crying because I have no soul. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have feelings. Um, If you ever want to read a really great book about um, the survivors of Hiroshima, there's a book called Hiroshima. Um, Mm -hmm. It was. They made us read it in sixth grade because they make little pacifists at my school. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that book will change you. If you ever want to think about, you know, the goop of your eyes, like the jelly that supports your eyeball running down your face, uh, that's in there. So oh, God. you'll never sleep again. Jeez. There's also, and I'll, I'm, I'll give Jenna a video of it, there's um, a pretty graphic uh, Japanese animation anime of the experiences of people inside the bomb yeah and it you know it shows people getting ripped apart it shows people disintegrating um and it's all set to a beautiful orchestration Mm. um so it's lovely and it's shocking and you should be shocked by this yeah yeah i mean i think that's like the lesson we should really learn from world war ii is just like we should never let this happen again right like 
again, greatest fucking generation. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, like, respect your grandma and your grandpa. They went through that, hell. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, that, that being said, like, the, the stories of what these soldiers had to go through and just, like, what they volunteered to go through because they believed you know, in fighting for freedom. Like, I do, like, strongly respect that. Like, yeah. I'm not shitting on their decision to sacrifice themselves. Absolutely and- not. But we have to look at what they did, mm-hmm. the physical actions that they carried out in the yeah. name of wartime, and say, that's the line in the like, sand. thank you for we fighting don't- for our country. Please don't ship skulls back home. Right. Please don't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we don't have horrible POW camps, and John McCain can't lift his arms past his shoulders anymore. Yeah. Like... And this is on both sides, but... This is on all of us. This is on absolutely all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been the pacifist episode. <laughs> oh, well, and it's just gonna, like, we're gonna have another round next time, because... Yeah, but... Okay, so here's how I feel about Germany, because we're talking about the... Uh-huh. Do we call it the Atlantic? No, the European theater. European theater. I want to say Atlantic, because Pacific Atlantic. Yeah. Um, but the European theater... Uh, Nazis fucking deserved it. I mean, Japan also did, but Nazis especially did. Yeah. And I feel... But we should also talk about the Russians, too. We should. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because if you think there's a lot of death in this episode, (laughs) it is a fraction of the number of dead Russians after World War II. So... Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Russians are aces at I cannot believe that people survived this war. Really, like... Well, and don't forget, the people who fought this war were the ones who survived the Russian cannibal crisis. Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> and that survived World War One. Less than... That's that's a 20-year difference. So they did World War One, and then the the food crisis in the Volga, oh and then God. they went off to World War Two. How are we still alive as a species? This is for real. <laughs> All right, so this is... I'm going to go cry well, in my bathroom. okay. Um, I oh, do... hang on. Uh, I just want to give some movie recommendations. Oh, yeah. Because this so, is, like, my favorite thing. Pearl Harbor. So, Pearl Harbor, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Remember how hot Josh Hartnett used to be? I know, right? Whatever happened to him? He's in the show Penny Dreadful. Oh, that's right. He looks kind of weird in that show. Yeah. I'm not a fan. It's not for me. Anyway. Uh, Pearl Harbor. Um, Ken Burns. The, the War. It's yep. called The War. I think it's on Netflix. Um, please watch it. It gives you such a good perspective on, admittedly, it's very American biased. It's like, just shows like Americans, America's role, but it also does a really good job of not glorifying our role. Right. Which I think is very important. Very hard to do. Um, Greatest generation. Just, okay. (laughs) We're going to piss off that generation. Oh, please. like Even more than we already do. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're listening to a podcast about like ghosts and witchcraft. Come now. Anyway. Um... If you, like, this is just one of my all-time favorite books and movies. It's not so much war-centric, but it does show the Japanese... It shows what the war was like on the home front in Japan. And that would be Memoirs of a Geisha. It's one of my all-time favorite movies and books. I've seen it. I know I've seen it, but I was super fucking high when I saw it. I'm very sad about this. All I remember are some like really pretty like string songs and like Misty Mountains. It's gorgeous. I'm sure. The whole thing. You should watch it again or or just read the book because it's amazing. And it does a really good job of showing a woman's perspective and like what it actually means to be a geisha and they're not just whores. Yeah, that's very, very valuable. Yeah. And it also shows, you know, what they went through during World War II. Cool. Um, I will give it a shot sometime. 
Unbroken. I do own it. Bring it over. Yeah, let's watch it. Let's have a little movie marathon. I can't. In all my abundant free time. (laughs) (laughs) Quit a job, Jennifer. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Unbroken was the last one, I think, that I can think of at the moment. There's. We, I'm sure we'll put more in show notes, too. Yep. I don't have any, because... I, I mean, all I do... All I really want in life is to tell people what movies to watch. Me, too, but, like, all my recommendations are, like... Porn. <laughs> uh, a few of those, yes. Comedy porn. Not just normal oh, okay. porn. Okay, there's a big Like, I'm not there. into porn. I'm into hilarious, hilarious porn. <laughs> um, no, uh, 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 uh... Uh, all of my movie recommendations are like musicals, like all of them. Oh. So South Pacific. Wait, was that yep. one or two? Yup. Okay. Um, so that one's good to go, and uh, you know others. <laughs> so <laughs> we can save sound and music for next week. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. There's so many times this this episode where I was just like, oh, I just want to talk about Nazis. <laughs> anyway, I I get real patriotic about punching Nazis. <laughs> All right, so so long, farewell, Avita Shang. Good night. Yeah, the little teaser for next time. That's, that's no, I was saying goodbye. Like I'm done with this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fo- no, I know. Follow us on Twitter. We're at haunted underscore pod. Where this podcast is haunted on Facebook, on Facebook. Instagram, and where this podcast is haunted at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Uh, subscribe. Leave a review. Tell a friend. Seriously, leave a review there. Very good for and like if we fuck anything up, tell us because we're not afraid of being wrong because we're pretty. I'm very afraid of being wrong, but I will admit to it. I have huge tits. I'm afraid of nothing. Yeah, (laughs) that is. Those are totally not related. Wow. Okay. Well, we decided we somehow ended on a positive note. (laughs) Titties. Yay. Anyway, Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I isn't it weird that we have fans? I I don't. It's I'm like, still like uncomfortable. People reach that. out to us and they're like, "We love the show," and, and I'm, I'm like, like, "Fuck you! You're teasing us." I don't believe you're real. You fucking <laughs> mom. Anyway. Thanks, mom, for creating yeah. a bunch of ghost accounts. <laughs> oh, no. you guys are awesome. So if you love our show, uh, please tell you. us because we love you too. And um, thanks for listening to our bullshit. This was Kate. This is Jen. We never said that at the beginning. And this show is... Oh, who cares? This podcast is haunted. This podcast is fucking haunted. Now that you know, goodbye. Bye. (laughs)